December 5th, 2021. Let's continue in Nefesh HaChayim and Sha'al Dalid. Now let's begin Perek Tet Zayin. Perek Tet Vav, if you recall, very briefly um, uh, reviewing just uh, the basic point because we'll contrast Perek Tet Vav and Perek Tet Zayin. In Perek Tet Vav, uh, the direction, the discussion of Perek Tet Vav was about how Torah has an ability uh, through immersion in it uh, to bring forth for a person a certain security, a certain uh, alleviation from pain and from suffering and from issues. And we understood that. We even explained it in somewhat of a rational fashion. If you're able to tap into emet, if you're able to perceive of straightness in a world of skewed values and understandings, well, you're in turn able to walk along that straight line. Perek Tetzayin brings this matter to a whole other level and we'll need to understand it appropriately. But first, by means of introduction, very briefly, just so you understand what he, at least according to my understanding, is dealing with in Perek Tetzayin. Imagine for a moment um, a person who likes to exercise. Many of you do like to exercise. I, I can't count myself amongst you, but many of you like to exercise. What if you determined your exercise is something you're so passionate about, you're so good at, you're going to become a uh, personal trainer? Many of you would be able to effectively do so. I would not, because I'm on one extreme, but the, many of you would be able to at least do so. What about you then read a book or watched a show of some sort of guru who's able to understand exercise on a higher level. It's a person who literally eats, sleeps, and breathes exercise. It's a person who has now come up with a new method to exercise, to keeping yourself healthy. Could any, should any of you aspire to being that person? I would humbly suggest that most of you should stay away from that. Why, should, why would I say so? It could become dangerous for you. You're not in that realm and your bodies are not in tune with such a mode of thought. Furthermore, your lives have been built over the course of time in a completely different way to take yourself from a natural life, which is the one that you live, to an absolute different realm. Not that it's not a healthy realm for the person who engages in it. How are you doing? Not, for, not that it's not a Joe, good morning. Uh, not that it's not a healthy uh, uh, domain or the, a way of life for that person, but it potentially could be not only unhealthy; it could be dangerous for you to <coughs> partake in such a such a vocation. Well, with that in mind, you have to approach Perik Tetzayin over here because he begins Nefesh Hayim v'Gamma Avirinu Mesalekin Me'alav Kol Ateradot V'Ha'Inyanim Me'Al Derecheret V'Chule V'Chol She'ar Inyaneze Ha'Olam. Dave, the last time you were at a class with me, we were talking and fighting about these issues. So, he says, study of Torah, a person who's involved in it, we'll have to qualify those words in just a moment, brings forth as well the removal of which means to say, I mean, for lack of a better word or words, well, more than nonsense, making a living. That's what he's describing over here. That's what he says. He says, you're involved in Torah. You don't then need to be involved in those matters. He quotes the famous Mishnah in Pirkei Avot. It's a person who accepts, and we'll have to be medayek carefully in the word. All the old Torah, all is the yoke. The yoke, oak is a type of wood. 
yoke. The yoke of Torah, which means the burdens of Torah, in turn, ma'avirin mimeno, they take off of him, ol malchut, which means uh, the, the, the monarchy, the governmental uh, the obligations, and ol derecheret, which means the livelihood issues. I just, by, by way of association, I can tell you, I remember one year when I was in high school, I went to Chaim Berlin on Simchat Torah, and they sang the same song for 20, 30 minutes. What's that? Not that one. The, uh, they, they sang, well, I'm not going to sing all of the Yiddish, but I'll tell you the, the punchline was, Varfa Vek, Yeder Yach, learning Torah, Nach Nach. Are we familiar with this too? Jared, Minsk. In Minsk, they spoke Yiddish. So, away, there is. Avek is outside. So I didn't know what it meant. I went to school on, after Simchat Torah and I told Rabbi Prague, I said, I have this tune in my mind. I can't get, can't get it out. He said, it's not good for you at this age. I said, what do you mean? I sang the song a hundred times. I just don't know what it means. So he opened up to this Mishnah and he says, okay, Varfavek means to throw away. Yeder Yach means your yoke. Yach, yoke. Learning Torah, Nach is going to learn more and more Torah. So we were just singing about not doing anything other than studying and involving ourselves in Torah. But the words that are most important for our purposes over here are this all Torah, because whereas in Perek Tetvav we were talking about study of Torah, Esek Torah, Limut Torah, over here we're talking about all Torah. So to go back to the parable, the mashal I began the class with, you see, whereas study of Torah is the exercise on a daily basis, even becoming the train if that's what you're going to be really involved in. Over here he's talking about something beyond that. Over here he's talking about becoming the guru. Over here he's talking about becoming the person who eats, sleeps, and breathes the exercise. That's not always healthy for a person. It could be detrimental to your health, as we mentioned earlier. But nonetheless, to talk about it, to be able to perceive of a personality who does so, well, that's important. That's healthy in and of itself. So the discussion over here, although, and I'm very careful and purposeful in stating unequivocally, this is not, and he could not, because you'll understand in a moment or two, he could not be, as a result of this pedic, and he'll, I think, even allude to it, be saying this is what we should all be doing or even striving for. What he's going to be describing is a, a, an entity which in turn gives us a certain understanding about ourselves on somewhat of a different level or, or plane. So that's the statement. He begins, he says that Torah brings forth ma'avirin mimenu. Now keep in mind the song was varfavek, you should take off the old derecher. It's over here the Mishnah says ma'avirin. It's almost min hashamayim. There's an important distinction in that. Ve'amru be'bimidbar rabba betanhumah parashat chukat. He quotes from two other midrashim. Shemizeh hatam nitena ha-Torah ba-midbar. It's for that reason the Torah was given in the desert. He says the same way a desert doesn't have a real constructive work out in the desolate area. So to a person who's involved in study of Torah. And same way deserts don't uh, charge taxes in Israel. Anyone who's lived in Israel knows there's housing tax known as Arnona, that's Arnon, so to B'nai Torah aren't paying taxes. I, I can't say I'm exempt from taxes. I can't say I'm Mekabel Alai Ol Torah, but I can tell you there's something called, what's it called again? What do I have? Parsonage, that's what I have. I have parsonage, so something along 
along the lines. I guess America got it a little bit right on that. Ubazor vayehid komandiyada. What's that? But but he's charging taxes, right? But that's correct. He's not accepting from the from the kohanim of even Misraim. A person who can accept the old Torah but doesn't, so now he has the old de'ara. Ara means land of the land. Shibuda means the servitude. Bisha means evil, bad. Dichti bisacha vayet shichmo lispol. Man desata orche vegamel delal mispal ola de'oraita miyad vayhilemas oved. You're going to be subservient to tax. Vechen lehepech vechule vechachadin halacha pesuka bashas. Shetalmide hachamim peturin mimisim. He cites from the Gemara, Masechin Nedarim, Masechin Bava Batra, that Talmide hachamim, again, words that need to be defined. What is a Talmid hacham? Who is a person that is exempt from the communal taxes? Karga is the tax on the heads of individuals. Dichtiv, it cites a pasuk from Ezra. Vesham Ravuna Bar Hasda, Shada Karga Arabbanan, the Gemara in Masechin Bava Batra. Nidarim as well says that he placed this tax on the people of the city. Says you violated by taxing the Tamidei Hachamim, both in Isur from the Torah, from Nevim, and from Ketubim. And the Gemara goes on to delineate what that means. Well, it doesn't seem all that positive for taxing Tamidei Hachamim. Who is it? What is it that we're referring to when we describe Tamidei Hachamim? And of course, hovering, I imagine, above each person's consciousness at this point is the famous words of Harambam. Isn't he alluding? Isn't he somehow alighting? Isn't he staying away? Nefesh Hachayim from the words of Harambam. We're going to read them in just a moment or two. We'll be able to and have to tease out this issue. What is it that the hachamim have in mind when they describe? Maybe it's just any person who studies Torah. Maybe it's any person who sits and studies Torah over the course of much of their day. And in turn, just to make some sense of this. So here, here's the contrast I want to build. If you could take out the source sheet for a moment. Contrast I want to build is between what he wrote in Perek Tetvav, Nefesh Hachayim, and what he's writing over here. In Perek Tetvav, if you recall... The imagery he returned to more than once was uh, these times of sorrow and difficulty and pain and suffering. It says, in those times, the, the person who studies Torah is able to, so to speak, find their own heder. He cites the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, if you recall, Heviani Hamelech Hadarav. It's the ability to enter into the Hadre Hamelech, the chambers, the inner chambers of the king. Now, understand that in the following fashion. It's kind of the way we describe it last week, but use it with this week's mashal. It's the ability during times when your body is weak, maybe when your mind is weak, to go to the gym and to work out, right? In other words, that will strengthen your body. Put yourself on a certain regimen, and as a result, you strengthened your body, your mind. You became that trainer. That's what you were aspiring to be. You went beyond just a daily or a weekly workout. You became someone proficient in it. And as a result, generally speaking, you kept yourself more healthy. That's what he referred to in Perek Tetvav. Somewhat easy and understandable in terms of the ability to tap into the emet of Torah to keep you straight. 
Perek Tetzayin is a bit further. Perek Tetzayin is perhaps even more than a, a bit. It's, it's completely uh, to, to another extreme. Perek Tetzayin over here describes the guru, describes the person who becomes the exercise specialist, whose life is now fully and completely determined by exercise. It's not a person who's living life outside and then exercising. It's a person who becomes just an exercise maven. That's all they do. Anything they're involved in otherwise is ancillary, is, side, is a side vocation to what they're actually doing. They are a person who's not just a, a, a specialist, a person who that is their life. That's the old Torah that he's referring to in this Pedic. All is that yoke of Torah, it's what defines you, it's what's on you, it is your definitional attribute at this juncture. If that's the difference between Perek Tetvav and Perek Tetzayin then, so now I, I bring you forward into the words of Harambam, which I was alluding to earlier. Harambam very famously in Perek Gimal of Ilchot Talmud Torah Halachayod and then Halachayod Aleph afterwards. Let's read those words. He has it, of course, in his commentary to the Mishnah and Perkei Avot in two places as well. He writes the following, Kol HaMesima Alibo, a person who determines, who believes in themselves or by themselves, Shiyasok Torah. That they'll study Torah, and they won't work. They won't do melacha. And the way they'll sustain themselves, perhaps their family as well, is through sedaka, through charity. That's a person who, who took away from the sanctity of God's name. You were an abomination, you were shameful to the Torah. And, and he extinguished the flame, the light of, of, of true law, of Torah, and you, in turn, caused evil, badness to yourself, and you took yourself out of the eternal life of Olam Haba. Well, I mean, it doesn't look all that good. I mean, anything worth describing, Perek Tetzayin, runs counter, it appears, to the words of Harambam. Harambam just said, don't even be ma'ale'ali becha, don't even think for a moment that you should study Torah and accept from others. Now again, he does not, and he's careful in his commentary to Pekei Avot, does not say, I'm referring to an exemption from taxes as well, but I will ask you if this is your absolute vocation, if this is all you're doing, by definition, you're going to be not only exempt from taxes, you're going to be accepting from others as well. That's the reality. If you are uh, if that's what you're doing, you're going to be accepting. Does and maybe the answer is maybe the answer is Nefesh Hayim is on a different track than Arambam. Case of Mishneh, very famously, Biosef Karo does disagree with Arambam. Uh, but I'm, I'm not fully certain, and I'll tell you why in just a few moments. Because it's forbidden to get benefit from Torah in this world. Now, I, again, what's that? It's through Torah. He's making Torah. He's going to cite the Mishnah in Perkei Perke Avot. He's making the Torah kardom lahporbo. And yes, you're right. Ultimately speaking, all he's trying to do, all he wants to do, potentially, if we're talking about that individual, is just sustain themselves and their family. Says Arambam, but through the Torah, ya haram. Uh, better, better. He's taking tzedakah. That's what Arambam's describing. Was it? The rabbi in the sack, he said, I'm rabbi, 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 I'm rabbi
Yeah. We understand. I mean, listen, he's using Torah, and Haram Bam struggles with that in his commentary. Anyway, Amru Hachamim, it's not just a it's not just a suggestion, says Harambam. You should we need to be medayek in the words sivu ve'amru. Pekeavot is not just good uh, good mentions and nice ideas. It's sivuyim. Al ta'ase ataralit kadil bayan velo kardom lachpor bayan. I think it's a statement of bitarfon and pekeavot. Don't allow for Torah to be for you a kardom. It means a, a, a farming tool. You can't use it as a as a hoe, as a shovel, uh, in order to raise yourself up. Don't make it an ataralit kadil. Of course, that's the flip side, Jerry. Uh, that's not what you're referring to, but that's the crown. Which is going to help you rise above. Furthermore, you should love arduous work and endeavors. You should hate the Rabbanut. That doesn't refer to you, it refers to me. I should hate the Rabbanut. You should be loving. Of course. And it says, furthermore, any Torah which doesn't have melacha accompanying it, and this is for me the most important line because this is my line about the trainer. This is my line about you, right? In other words, that's the and myself. What he's describing over there is you're not going to be cut out for it because that's not who you are, because that's not your propensity. Again, what if I went for it? Harambam does not seem to be allowing for the opening over here, the same way I, if you came to consult with me and said, I want to leave my job, I'd like to become an exercise guru, and I said, what do you do? I, say, I, sh- I work out every day for two hours already, I'm already a personal trainer, so now I want to just dedicate my life to that. And I'll say to you, nothing to do with money, I'll say to you, ah, you look like a well-fit person, but I don't uh, you know, I don't know much, but I don't think you're cut out for it. Well, you're not cut out for it. I mean, what are you going to end up doing all day? You're really going to be able to sustain yourself in such a fashion, not financially, but in terms of your health. If you're overdoing it and your body is not cut out for the overdoing of exercise, the exercise will hurt you. Harambam specifically over here says you'll come to stealing from others because you literally won't have the money. It does not go ahead. No, we're working to it. We're working to it. We're working. I'm going to explain everything. Musa, I'm going to explain everything, inshallah. But this much, I don't need. I don't need schedule. I need Arambam's words here. Famously, he goes on and he says it's a ma'ala gedola. He says it's a great merit for a person who's mitparnes mi ma'ase adav. I didn't put it on the page, but that's the direction of halacha yodal. Of the first few words over there. Well, that being the case, you'd imagine. I would imagine Harambam is going to have nothing positive to say about a person who is Torato Umanuto, or about a person who is Mitparnes Minat Sedaka, about a person who is turning to others. Again, in Pirkei Avot, he does describe a communal uh, uh, um, uh, laxity on the taxes of the Talmud Hacham. He's not even excited about that. Harambam says the single permitted ability for that sort of person is that they get first entrance into Investing. In other words, if you're opening up stocks in your business, they get to invest first. They get first online in certain circumstances, which will help them financially. Nothing more and nothing less. However, Harambam in Hilchot Tefillah. What? Parnasah. Parnasah. Harambam in Hilchot Tefillah, Perik Vav Halakha Het writes the following Mishaya Osek Batalmutura. 
Many of us know the feeling. Unfortunately, I walk many of you into it every day. We're studying Torah, and the time for Tefillah comes. The Gemara says, You're not maniach. Well, anyway, that's the Gemara state. That's the, that's the halakha. You stop the Talmud Torah, and you go and you pray. It talks about this vis-a-vis misvot as well. You stop Talmud Torah to do a mitzvah overit. That's Tefillah for all intents and purposes. You don't continue the study of Torah, although in other mitzvot I would. When it comes to Talmud Torah, and we discussed it even a week ago, we don't say so. We say you stop the Torah, you're going to be Hosea le Talmudah afterwards, but you pause in order to fulfill. However, says Harambam, and he's referring to that same Gemara, which refers to the Bishimon Bar Yochai and his, and his friends. Ha'im ha'yeta Torato umanuto. If, however, Umanut, of course, means craftsmanship. Your craftsmanship is Torah, and it's time for praying. You don't pause. Because Talmud Torah trumps Tefillah. As a blatant contradiction. Does Torah trump Tefillah or does Tefillah trump te- te- Torah? Well, he says in the first statement, I stopped the Torah. Talmud Torah keneget kulam. So as a result, how do you explain the first line? Mishaya osek betalmud Torah. Vigiaz man Tefillah. Posekum itpalel. Why am I posekum itpalel? When we get up to, I don't know, five to eight, it's three minutes day, why are we stopping? I could keep going. I understand the difference. Says, says Musa, the difference is, no, the tefillah is going to be all there in both circumstances. The question is, if you're osik, you're just studying, or it's Torah to umanuto. So it means to say, Musa, that the difference is not about, that, that, that the reason the Torah continues in the context of our second case, that be Shimon Bar Yochai, it's not because of the Torah per se, but it's because of the personality. That's the guru. That's the person who's sleeping and breathing and drinking the Torah, as opposed to the person who might even be 8, 9, 10, 12 hours a day studying Torah, but they're not what we define as Torah to Manuto. This is not something we were really expecting. At least I wasn't expecting it. How do you explain such a difference? The Gemara Masechet Yoman Dafayin Bet here in source number five. Yeah, umanut means craftsmanship. Torah to umanut means this Torah is his craftsmanship. So the Gemara Masechet Yoma over here on Daf Ayin Bet Amud Bet, and this will bring us to the crux of the issue. Says Rabbi Yochanan Rameh. Rabbi Yochanan asked the contradiction. On the one hand, the pasuk says Ve'asita Lecha Aron Etz. It's a sivui to Moshe. Moshe is told you should craft the Aron, which will be in the Mishkan Uchtiv. But ultimately speaking, when it is crafted, the pasuk says, or even the sivui afterwards, it's Ve'asu Aron Aseshitim. It talks in the plural. You should make as a as a congregation a Aron. So, so says, the, says the Gemara is a contradiction. Who's supposed to be building the Aaron? Mikan says the Gemara It's from here that we learned that a Talmid Hacham, the people of the city are supposed to do for him the Melacha. Still not fully resolved. There's two statements in the past, two separate pesukim. One is you Moshe do it, and the other one is the other should be doing it for you Moshe. The Gemara seems to be distinguishing. If it's Talmid Hacham, Osin lo melachto. How are we defining this Talmid Hacham? That's the crux of the issue, Ralph. Who's this Talmid Hacham? Rabbi Yochanan himself, elsewhere in Masechet Shabbat, answers that question, and here's the key line: Ve'amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ezeu Talmid Hacham she'bene'iro mesuvim lo la'asod lo melachto. Says the Gemara. 
who is the Talmud Hacham for whom the people of the city need to do the Melacha, which means to say it's not for every Talmud Hacham. Who's that Talmud Hacham? It's a person who pauses, who stops his hefetz, his will, and instead is involved, engrossed in the will of heaven. The key words, this is referring to a person for whom they are working, the others are working for his rifta. Rifta in Aramaic means bread for his very livelihood. What Rabbi Hanan's statement is over here in our words is, when we refer to a Talmud Hacham in the context of our Perek, of a person whom, when you're involved in that Torah, well, there's no all derech eretz, it's a person who's above and beyond the personal trainer. It's a person above and beyond just study of Torah a lot or throughout the day. It's a person who is fully and completely immersed in all Torah. All Torah is above and beyond. All Torah will be a yahid bedoro. That's the description. So why talk about it at all? Why refer to the Bishimon Bar Yochai? Leave him out of our Gemara. Because the individual will exist. And by understanding, by understanding, by being able to tap into that personality, that tipus miyohad, it in turn reflects on Torah itself. Which means to say, if I look at the guru, if I read the guru's works, if I understand their way of exercise, he got there because that's what his life is. Literally, he's an exercise person. He's nothing more and nothing less. Well, it now has a way of reverberating and influencing me in one way or another. I now understand something about a methodology of exercise. That's the description here. That's the distinction, and that's what he's describing. So you're not entering into, as we read in Perek Tetvav, the inner chambers when you study Torah. You are that chamber. Do you understand the difference? Whereas you're an embodiment of it. The best way to say it. Perek I'm going to read the sheet already. The Perek Tetvav, whereas Perek Tetvav was talking. What's, I, I would say 99.9. Rabbi, I would say 99.9. According to Harambam, according to Harambam, Rabbi Yosef Karo is permitting for others, although it's not even an ideal for him. But what I will tell you 100%, the description here of this Mishnah, and again, what you say, if we're talking about 0.1% or talking about 1%, why talk about it at all? Again, it's the same reason I'll write a biography, not me, but some yo-yo will write a biography on a guru of exercise. Why are they writing a biography? It's so out of this world. I still understand something about it as a result. Yes, Rob? Um, Again, it can't be interpreted that way because then you can't explain his first sentence. Understood. It's for that. That's what I was teasing out and explaining. It can't be a statement about the Torah. It has to be a statement about the person who's studying the Torah. His Torah. That's what it has to be. Otherwise, he can't explain the sentence. Right? Because otherwise, Mishaya Osek Va Torah, why is he being Mafsik Litvila? The sentence doesn't read. Mishaya Osek Torah. It doesn't say not being Osek Torah. Not really learns. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's describing an anomaly. 
It's describing a person who now has become the embodiment, almost in a physical sense, of Torah, which again distinguishes between what we learned in Perek Tetvav. Perek Tetvav was, so to speak, I can transcend periodically. I can from time to time, maybe even often, I can take myself out of it, and not even by opening a book. I can set my mind in circumstances to tapping into Torah wisdom. I can set my mind in this situation, and I avoided the sickness and the difficulties of this life. Perek Tetzayin, Harambam, in that halakha, what he's describing is a person who becomes Torah itself. I'm convinced that's what he's saying. Harambam tells it to us in Perek Yod Gimal, Halakha Yod Gimal, Avilchot Shemitah V'yovil, perhaps, you know, this should be plaza on the front, on the front door, and it is, of every kolel in the world. It says, Harambam, lo shevet Levi bilvad. You should know, it's not only the tribe of Levi who was supported. Ela kol ish ve'ish mikol ba'eh ha'olam. That's the... Uh, that's the little controversial line. He doesn't just say Jews. He says any human being. Who's pers- a person who's so possessed, who's so uh, infected with that love, with that passion for Avodat Hashem, for Yidiat Hashem, more specifically. And in turn, they walked on that straight path. And there's the statement. As a result, they removed themselves. I'm going to use different words for a moment. It means in this circumstance, when I'm dealing with an individual who was, who is in all Torah, they're not accepting tzedakah. They're accepting, in, in Jared's words, livelihood. Whereas the trainer is getting paid for his profession, the guru is by definition, this is his life. So now he knows how to eat as a result of what he does. So that's the difference over here. Arambam does say to accept tzedakah, to accept alms and charity. That's what's Hilul Hashem. That's Mivazeh and that's Kabam Ma'or Hadat. What he's describing in Hilchot Tefillah is he's describing an altogether different reality. The words of Arambam over here, Harezeh Nitkadesh Kodesh Kadashim. Listen to those words again. That's a person who's become sanctified and he's using words like Mishkan, like Mikdash. We know those words. You know what he's potentially referring to? That Gemara in source number five and number six. What the Gemara in source number five say? It's referring to an individual like Moshe who through the construction of the Aaron becomes supported by the community. Instead of Moshe making the Aaron, the community needs to make the Aaron because the individual who is that Talmud Hacham, that point percent, that point oh, whatever percent, they themselves are now the Aaron. That's a description of a reality over here to the extent that the Gemara, what's that? Every, every child when he talks about every person, person getting to the to coming like Moshe, everybody very famously asks. That sounds like Harambam himself, who writes in his thirteen Ikare uh, Munah, says that nobody will ever be like Moshe. Well, he sounds like. Sounds like, I understand your distinction. Sounds like he's becoming heretical in Hilchot Teshubah. Alternatively, alternative. Alternative. 
Alternatively, the interpretation of Harambam's words over there. All right. Alternatively, Harambam's. Alternatively, what Harambam is saying is that every person can meet their potential. Meeting potential is one thing. Harambam describes Moshe as a person who maximizes potential. But your potential and my potential are not Moshe's. Are we therefore not like Moshe? Well, if I maximize my potential, I am like him. But I am, am I him? I'm not him. That's the scripture. That's, that, that has to be the explanation to those words of Harambam. What's that? That's correct. Okay. Well, that's that's what that's what Harambam's describing in Ochot Teshubah, which the two of you were just quoting. You can do the Moshe job, but you won't be Moshe, but you'll be like Moshe. That's right. Well, that being the case, the Gemara Masech Megillah, for example, describes, we mentioned this in a different class not too long ago, describes how the Aaron was enom in Hamidah, which means to say the Aaron in some, of course, inexplicable way, did not fit space. It transcended space. Again, describing the Talmud Hacham, for whom the community should be supporting, that individual is a transcendent individual. That's a person who's become the Aaron. That's a person who doesn't enter into Hadarim of Perek Tetvav. That's a person who is the Heder because he's transcendent. He's not, so to speak, living in this world. He's the Guru. He's living in his own world. It's not that he taps into a different world from time to time or on many occasions. He is a different world. The mission. What's that? If, if, he, if he rises even further, if he rises even further, then he'll be there as well. But again, it's a, not a description of tzedakah. He, ultimately speaking, is physical, but he's a transcendent physicality. You're right, he's not all the way there. You're going even further. But that being the case, right. But you saying he's physical spiritual. That's what you're saying. The fact that he... Correct. Correct. It's not tzedakah. Correct. Ralph just asks, so don't accept the tzedakah at all and fast your whole life. So again, we all, I understand. So I smile at you and I say, but we still live in this world. The Mishnah in Perkei Avot, for example, in Perek Vav, in Mishnah Gimal has the famous statement of how the Luchot are described as Harut al-Haluchot. The writing on the Luchot was chiseled in. And that word Harut is interpreted by the Hachamim as, don't just read it as chiseled in, but read it as Herut. There's a certain freedom. In the Chaben Horin, no one is as free as a person who immerses themselves in Torah, in Tanad Ve'eliyahu. Similarly, the same derasha from Herut, the study, the immersion in Torah makes you herut, gives you a certain freedom from malach hamavet. What does it mean that herut? What is that freedom which is inherent in luchot? And what in turn is its interpretation for us? In source number 13, Midrash HaGadol says, here's how it works. To be chiseled, my words, to be chiseled in, this is the way Rav Hutner explains it in source 14, to be chiseled in as the luchot were means that the very entity is defined by its words. Let me explain that again. When I have a piece of paper like this, or when I have a parchment even of a Sefer Torah, there are letters which are written on top of, with ink, a parchment or a piece of paper. That's one entity and another entity. That's I live my life and I study Torah all the time. That's I live my life and I exercise all the time. That's one madrega, that's one reality. To go beyond that means 
I am a, the way a, a yeshiva guy would say, a chevza of Torah. I now have become Torah. I now have become the embodiment of exercise, to go back to our initial example. Which means to say the description here of that herut and harut on the luhot is, we're describing an extreme, an extreme as Rabbi pointed out, which is not going to really be achieved, but it's something that is, is worth thinking about, is worth understanding where I'm not entering into innermost internal chambers in order to study Torah, in order to tap into the emit, but I became that emit itself. For example, Rav Hutner likens it to how the Gemara describes how well, take a look here. In source number 14, it's in his book, Pahadit Haq. He describes how the Gemara and the Halachat states that when a person passes away, the Halacha is that uh, it's like seeing a Sefer Torah which is being uh, burnt. And as a result, you need to tear Kiri'ah. Not always exactly relevant in today's day and age. Yeah. So maybe it's the same. So it says, says, uh, says, says Rav Hutner on the third line, It says, when you see a Sefer Torah which is burnt, you're supposed to tear twice. Ahat al haketa ve'ahat al hagevil. The halacha is the Gemara Masech Moed Katanze says that you tear once for the parchment and once for the words which are inscribed on the parchment. Un midah mehazinan de midaminan yesiyan neshama lisrefat sefer Torah shema mina sheyesh dimayon leneshama beguf leotiot al hakelaf. He says, in turn, we now understand the life of a body and a soul and envisioning them almost as separate. Yes, my soul will be the writing on my body, which is the which is the kelaf, which is the parchment. In the same way you can erase words, you can white out words. So too, a soul can depart from a body. However, there is something that cannot be departed. And that's when it is part and parcel of the object itself. That's hakuk, that's the hakika, that's the chiseled in of the Sefer Torah to the extent that, and I forgot, I think Ralph said it earlier, the story I know is in source number 15, quoted by Rabbi Meir Salavechik, Zichrono Livracha. When a person is fully and completely incorporated within their lives of a life of Torah, as a result, their feelings become Torah as well. This is what once happened that the Hafez Chaim, Rabbi Yisrael Meir HaKohen of Radin, was involved in a meeting with many other rabbis. And the rabbis wanted to make a certain enactment. There were many important rabbis. They turned to them and said, Can you tell us why it's Asur? Why this is Asur? Where is it? Maktub? It's written down. He pointed to his heart and he said, It's written right over here. And what the description. Okay, we won't read the Yiddish. It's a description of an individual, a personality, who became Torah itself. It's that pasuk which the Midrash quoted in source number 13 from Mishle. Let the Torah be written on luach libecha, on luach libecha, on the, on the uh, panel of your heart, which means to say the description here in Perek Tetzayim, and I 
aspiration, an out-of-world aspiration, one which I would tell you is not even a kolel guy. That's what Harambam in Ilkhot Talmud Torah is talking about, a kolel guy potential. It's an individual like Chacham Vadya, like Hafez Haim. It's an individual who becomes so incorporated and not even, because some would claim, but Chacham Vadya was involved in other matters. It's not a statement of quantity of time. It's a personality. And that's the description here. It's not an entrance into Hadarim, which we read about in Perek Tetvav. It's a transcendence. It's a nomin makom. It becomes the Aron itself in which everybody should be supporting it, not because of Sedaka. This is not a Hobat Sedaka. This is the very definition of this individual. You're supporting Torah in such a circumstance. That personality is a personality like Hafez Haim who can point to their heart and say, this is where the Torah is written. This is the definition of Torah because that's the person I've become. Baruch Amen. Amen. Amen.